Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And we are back with the OC. And let me tell you what, like, a day at the <laughs> beach watching this was. At no point was I like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, it is worth mentioning that, like, this episode is probably the most teenage episode of, like, a teen drama, which is so different from uh, from Riverdale, which is like, yeah, these teenagers are running businesses and <laughs> dealing with murderers and wondering if they're serial killers or if their brothers are serial killers or if... <laughs> their mom is a serial... Okay, their mom's not a serial killer, but... She is a serial killer, genes. We figured that out. Yeah, it did come from her. <laughs> it has to come through her. <laughs> Someone forgot which parent <laughs> Charles had. <laughs> Or he's lying. Um, mm, Touche. Which would be, be weird. Uh, but we're not talking about Riverdale. We're back into the the world of the Orange County. So I thought maybe we'd take a bit here at the beginning and try to remind everybody kind of what brought us to this point. Just the, the state that these characters are in. Well, they're hoping to go to college. Yep. Uh, Marissa started doing coke with Volchuk. Um, Summer and Seth are forever, hopefully. <laughs> they they both applied for Brown, so and Ryan. I think I think that guy, uh, the glass guy, said Ryan and Marissa should both apply for Berkeley, which I kind of forgot about. Uh, but he did say that he did say that. Uh, Sandy fired a boy. Sandy did fire a boy, and then that boy got beat up. And Neil told Julie that their engagement was a test run. <laughs> was it? Was it? Tr- the word was, was a trial. A trial. <laughs> and like that is what engagements are. Yeah. <laughs> But Neil being Neil just said it in the worst possible way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're jumping back into this at the height of dreams and drama. And and it's got to be like March, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess so. It seems pretty chilly on that beach, but they could be filming at any time. So he's just wearing sweaters. <laughs> yeah. See, it has to be early because yeah. otherwise, how can they wear sweatshirts at the beach? Yeah. So, uh, just maybe let's get into it so people will understand why we're talking about sweatshirts. Absolutely. Because and... <laughs> this and is beaches. this is the OC season three episode twenty, the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. I do want to mention that the, uh, this OC episode came out a few short years after the hotly talked about film, The Day After Tomorrow. So this is directly a reference. I don't think it is. <laughs> you don't? I mean, maybe. We'll get, we'll get to the part where I think it might be a reference. That is one exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we begin uh, with Summer and Seth. And they're trying on really cute cold weather gear. Yeah, Summer has bought... Uh, warm clothes, such as a full onesie. which Long I'm, johns, I guess. I'm just going to say, we live somewhere cold. I have never worn long johns. No, but I mean, once again, these are people coming from California That's to true. Providence, Rhode Island. They like, probably need them. They don't have the thick blood we have. Well, I mean, when I had... Um, uh, when, you know, when, when the Indians came over from India, mm-hmm. um, which is a very hot place 
Like, it is hot there. Like the thing, this is the just it's just what your your body's used to, and their body's not used to that weather. So they got to get those long johns. Those long johns. I don't know if they wore long johns. Maybe they did. I didn't ask. <laughs> well, we find out during the scene that college acceptance letters are coming tomorrow. Oh yeah. And I'm think I'm impressed <laughs> that somehow all universities across the nation of America are able to tie time up their acceptances so the letters arrive on the same day yeah i mean well they, they got to make sure that all those um young kids are trying to see if they're going to uh university together figure it out essentially all these schools got together got together and like you know what plot wise what's the most dramatic way we what's could the do most this dramatic? we should we just send them all out at once and make sure they all open them at the same time as well somehow hmm. figure it out if we make it a thing it will be a thing so, Whereas in Canada, you just get an email. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so we learn in this scene sort of what will become the emotional crux of the Summer and Seth storyline, which is that if only one of them gets into Brown, specifically if Summer, Summer gets into Brown and Seth doesn't. Summer's Summer, not going. <laughs> go to Brown. And so it's like, Brown is like one of the highest rated schools in the world summer you in should, the world if you get into brown under your own merits you should go to brown under your own merits but summer is as summer is a very emotional person it's like no i will stay here with you my love now i am confused by the <laughs> fact that all of these students only applied to one university i don't think the I, I don't know if the idea is that they applied to you know what they never clarifies they applied to any other university y- yeah <laughs> yeah all of them all of our characters only applied to one even taylor townsend was like okay i won't go to brown i'll go to the sorbonne <laughs> yeah i was trying to like f- figure out if it's ever mentioned that no 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 they i mean they all applied to one because they, they're all trying to plan their lives around that, exact, one, that school. one school <laughs> and if that doesn't work out then oh all right uh so let's go from this lovey couple couple to another lovey couple who one of their names I have forgotten. <laughs> it's Ryan and Sadie. I said Ryan and Johnny's cousin and continued to refer to her as Johnny's cousin until they finally said her name. Do you know <laughs> when they say her name? Halfway through the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> so for a long time, it was just dead Johnny's cousin. Cool. Well, dead Johnny's cousin is busy making out with live Ryan. It's <laughs> good. And we learned some, some very behind-the-scenes facts that got real stuck in my head. So, Sadie, as we learned last episode, agreed to stay. Now, it's also, remember last episode, she was leaving immediately. Yeah, oh, she was, was getting on that bus and going to be gone. Because there was a, a dude in the house that Bob. she... Bob! <laughs> Bob! <laughs> a handsome young man named Bob. And now they're talking about how she has a 90-day escrow. So she's going to stay until he takes possession of the house in 90 days. <laughs> but, was, but wasn't he in the house... Okay. He's the next door neighbor. She was just letting him. Right, right. Um, but it's going to be night escrow, and then she leaves. And uh, angsty, sort of. I like that before she was just going to leave. <laughs> like yeah. she, it really made it seem like, oh, I have to go, Ryan. I have nowhere to stay I now. I sold the house. I sold the house. I have to leave. Actually, I have it for another month and a half. Three months. 
Oh, you're right, 90 days. That is three months. <laughs> Here, do you want to know why it confused me? Because I confuse it with 90 minutes, which, <laughs> which, which is, is an hour, hour and, and a half. half. <laughs> Stupid. So why do we have metric time? <laughs> metric time. All right, well, Ryan has to figure out, like, you know, what's he going to do about school? Because, you know, he applied for Berkeley, and hopefully he gets in. And, but But Sadie is... A person. <laughs> also, as well, they really try to draw parallels between Sadie, Sadie and Ryan, and Seth and Summer, and it doesn't super stick. Doesn't really work. And the we'll, stakes in this episode are insane. And we'll get to that. So he heads in, and you know, they, we have a little talk between him and Seth. Uh, and at, I was very distracted by the fact that they went into their house and got bottles of Fuji water. Yeah. Can you not drink tap water, Aaron? They are the wealthy elite of of Orange County. True. With all that single-use plastic. Also, I don't know. I don't know what the tap water uh, is like in California. That's why I should have researched this week. <laughs> uh, and this is the moment where I'm trying to figure out if they're referencing Day After Tomorrow. Because Seth, in his like full parka with fur trim, goes, Oh, it's a cold front coming through. Like... <laughs> Are they referencing day after tomorrow where the where New York freezes? That was their one nod. Yeah, yeah. So they could get that title going. And I guess this takes place over two days. It does take place. No, it takes place over more than two days. Well, boo. I think. Is the bonfire party tomorrow? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to tell because these people set up parties in uh, in in 90 minutes. <laughs> a day and a half. So now it's the next day, and it turns out that Summer and Marissa always have fancy outside breakfasts by their pool. <laughs> that wasn't a one-time thing. That no. is, that is where their that's where breakfast takes place is in the fancy table by the pool. I am I am getting less less and less related to these people <laughs> every single time we see more of their lifestyles of the rich and famous with their Fuji waters, <laughs> their pool breakfasts. Yeah, I don't even know them anymore. But what I do know is that Summer and Marissa are still fighting. Marissa has so much attitude, and then Julie Cooper comes in, and Marissa has even more attitude because <laughs> Julie Cooper's like, "Hey, your boyfriend's motorcycle is loud. You should apologize to Neil that it was loud." <laughs> <laughs> and Marissa's like, I hate everything. <laughs> I do coke now. Mom. Mom. I do coke. <laughs> no, it's unclear how much is actually impacting me. Because this episode's not like really a thing. Zero. <laughs> this is my normal. So she runs off and Neil yeah. comes in and Summer explains to Neil that her aura is green. Yeah, Summer's, go Summer's always been doing some weird stuff. I'm not worried about Summer. <laughs> and uh, the Neil and ask some questions about Marissa and it, Summer. And Neil, Neil will keep drifting through scenes in this episode. Just being like, hey, how's Marissa doing? <laughs> anyway, away. <laughs> Neil, away. You'll notice I have a passing curiosity about my future daughter. Goodbye. I know he has like a full time, like a, he's a, he's a he's a plastic <laughs> surgeon. He's very clearly very busy. But this entire episode, he kind of acts like a newly retired man, just being like, "Hey, what's going on with the rest of the family?" Oh, tell me more. <laughs> I'm just gonna find a trash. Uh, I'm just gonna trash things and find a mail in trash and just wander around. <laughs> he does do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a storyline that is going to feel 
vastly different from everything else that's going on in this series. And also very forgettable because it only has two scenes. Yeah. So Sandy, if you remember, was feuding with Dr. Griffin. Oh, thank God you remember his last name. I just wrote the doctor. Well, because his daughter is Maya Griffin. That's right. Who... Ran yeah. away. <laughs> Ran away. Um, but he goes to Dr. Griffin, and Dr. Griffin is so high class, he's playing tennis alone on a very gray day. In it's, his backyard. It's so depressing looking. <laughs> Everywhere else in the OC, it's sunny, but he's such a bad dude that the sun will not grant his face with its rays. Like, it, it looks like the grass is dying. Like, I don't... It looks like he lives in an abandoned, man, like ghostly haunted mansion a real gray garden situation well, that's why maya ran away <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with matt her dad's house just made her too depressed father i am so sad about me and matt breaking up but mostly i'm sad that this victorian girl keeps trying to haunt me <laughs> dad i can't live with ghosts Ooh, maya <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually the victorian ghost who's crying in maya's bedroom yeah not maya yeah 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 <laughs> Well, Dr. Griffin doesn't believe in ghosts. He's a doctor and a bad guy. <laughs> He's a man of science and trickery. Well, Sandy uh, tells this man of science and trickery that he's going to get that hospital built. But he's going to do but he's only going to do it if Dr. Griffin <laughs> resigns in 48 hours or he will destroy him. Yes, Sandy, use those lawyer powers for good. And then his one last, like, really high society, like, <laughs> real, man, real high society bird is your front hand sucks. <laughs> off he goes. And off I go. <laughs> Remember earlier when I said you had a good front hand? You have a terrible one. Sandy is hitting Dr. Griffin where it hurts. <laughs> At a, in his sad tennis court. Exactly. Taylor Townstead, she's back. Ah, uh, yes, our old friend Taylor Townstead is... Still working on the, what's it called? The the party committee? The social committee. The social committee. Yes, the social committee. And she's trying to find Marissa. Because Marissa is apparently also still on the social committee. Even though it's not clear she has ever going, gone to school again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when is the last time we saw Marissa? Well. I mean, actually, we'll see her this scene hey, at but, school. But Taylor's like, hey. I mean, Summer also mentioned, are you, are you going, to, going to school today? It's yeah. a whole thing. But she's like, hey, I need Marissa's help. She's the one who's supposed to get the food. And then it reminds us once again that Marissa does keep on foisting her social club duties off on Taylor Townsend for the last three years. So is Taylor in charge of the social club now? I think so. So why would she assign Marissa that job? She she thinks that we've seen we learned from Taylor in this specific episode. She is best friends with those people. <laughs> she tells us. She t she tells everyone apparently that she meets of how much she is best friends with those people. Anyway, so can't find Marissa, um, but actually Marissa is there about <laughs> six, <laughs> six meters back, standing behind Taylor. Yeah, Taylor does not look over her shoulder. Nope, just there enough for Summer to see her and then decide to cover for her more. I'm, I don't. I, I. I. The only reason I can get that Summer's really covered from Marissa is because we, despite all of this, we are friends. Summer does love Marissa against yeah. all odds. But Marissa, do you know who who she loves? Voychuk. <laughs> who is? Where is Voychuk? <laughs> so Voychuk, it seems, lives in like a very spacious, artsy. <laughs> converted warehouse I mean, loft except for all the, cr the cracked windows he lives in like an abattoir <laughs> it's 
a very <laughs> odd set. And the way that he, like, the privacy for his bed, his bed, by the way, which is a mattress on the floor, um, the privacy for his bed is, like, two orange lighting gels. <laughs> you know what, Kevin? He's probably spending, like, $3,000 a month on rent. He does not have money for furnishings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you see this place, it's meant to look bad. I'm really just fostering here. It's an aesthetic. Actually, if you go to the next room, there's a Jigo Juice. He's <laughs> <laughs> the same building as Jigo Juice and Starbucks and another Starbucks. But they're different Starbucks. One of them is corporate, but one of them's a franchise. <laughs> you can't get your points there. <laughs> That's the bad Starbucks, Marissa. So, Wojcik, <laughs> like, after explaining to Marissa about the bad Starbucks, um, <laughs> it just sort of was like, hey... Let's just hang out. I'll come pick you up in half an hour. Except that I think that's actually when school is over. I think, I don't know. I think this is the beginning of the day. Okay, but then in the next scene, Ryan goes and visits Sadie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if time works anymore. But Ryan goes to visit what I had still written down, Johnny's cousin. And I was very confused, but then he's like, oh, no, it's after school. And she's like, haha, you're avoiding going home to see if you got into college. Yeah, and then uh, we get to learn that Sadie is a little bit more of, like, she's a little bit naturalist. More like, she's a little bit more like Summer than we ever knew. Yeah. Um, she sort of, like, plays around with him with some, like, mock palm reading. And it's very romantic and, yeah... It's cute. Yeah. I'm kind of, I've kind of gone off Sadie. Like, I really liked her. I really liked their chemistry. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in this episode that is very strange. Yeah. Well, and also, I, that, that draws a lot of the stuff we, like, I don't, I'm starting to understand less about her life in general. Well, where was she going? Like, where does she live well, th- well, when she doesn't live in her aunt's house? Because I guess she must live with her parents. And, like, she has her, oh, oh. man, well, We'll have to we'll have to go over these as we hit these ep- these moments in the scene because it is. You're right. She must live with her parents, though. That makes sense. Because her because her mom was the one who told her to go down to see her aunt when her cousin died, and then she's just been there for months, months, just dealing with this stuff. Like as her mom is not I not mean, working. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, because she's been there since Valentine's Day. She has. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, Wojciech drives Marissa home on her, his motorcycle, yeah. but only so she can get a jacket and also steal money from her mom. This feels like a plot hole that early on they, they allude to the fact that his motorcycle can be heard in the bedroom. And her mom's clearly home. Because her purse is her in purse the house. her purse is there. And the fact that the motorcycle did not cue her mom to come down feels like a weird not using what I thought was a setup. Like, I thought her mom was going to catch her. Oh, I thought so, too. And I, like... Because the motorcycle... So, I thought her mom was going to come and be like, I, like, like you, know, you know, you can't keep having your boyfriend with that motorcycle. Like, it felt like that was a setup, and it wasn't a setup. Well, there's also no payoff to the fact that she stole money from her mom. Well, especially considering how... She has free access she, to money she, at all times. She definitely does. Like, they, they put this whole thing like, oh, my God, she stole money from her mom's purse. And I'm like... Yeah, but she's like, uh, I mean, yes, that, don't get me wrong, that is bad, but... But, like, it's <laughs> been shown that Marissa has all the money she wants at her disposal at yeah, any time. Yeah, Marissa has insane disposable income. Although, I guess her mom is poor now. Yes, but I think now that they're living with 
Neil, he's kind like I like they're engaged. I don't think Neil's gonna be like, no, we have separate bank accounts <laughs> and they shan't never touch. <laughs> Julie, you have to pay me rent. Yeah, I don't think like look, look Neil's uh weird and says things <laughs> says things that are normal in the weirdest way possible, but I don't think he's gonna be like, I'm gonna charge you rent fiance of mine i've asked you to move into my house rent please you, you shall be my wife and my tenant <laughs> the most romantic relationship that two <laughs> two independent adults can have both of landlord and of lovers <laughs> oh neil but more importantly the berkeley letter it's there and it's clearly an acceptance letter because it's a packet <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Uh, but, but it says, congratulations. Or we, we would like to congratulate you. So, yeah, it's obviously, we would like to congratulate you on your rejection from Berkeley. But Marissa, she reads that letter and she's like, oh, my life is so hard. And she throws <laughs> it away. <laughs> yeah, boy, I had to dig back in my mind to figure out why Marissa's in this state. <laughs> Carissa's always in this state. This is her state. <laughs> this is the state of mind she exists in. All right. Well, then we bring in... Oh, we didn't mention this. The first, time, the first time, like, as Summer and Seth were hanging out, this song was playing, which was weird, like, uppity... It, I don't think it had ukulele, but it felt like it should have ukulele. Mm. And that is apparently the theme song of this episode, because it plays every single time anything having to do with the college appears. It's true. But... What is that with college? It's a montage. A letter-opening montage. Everyone gets a letter. By everyone, I mean the four kids we care about. <laughs> I wish we had got to see Taylor opening her letter. Just throw that in there as well. Yeah, I would have liked it. But Summer gets her letter, and Summer is... Going to Brown. Yeah. I actually appreciate how also the letters are, are formatted differently. It's a small thing. I like it, though. Mm-hmm. Ryan's got his letter, and Ryan is... Going to Berkeley. And Seth got his letter, and Seth is... Not going to Brown. Oh, no. And at this point, I want to I want to mention right now, I wrote this down in my notes, Seth is going to lie. <laughs> it is the only thing Seth does. It is the only tool in his pocket. So let's see if that's what happens, because we immediately go into the next scene. Summer shows up. At the Cohen house, and yep. Ryan is in the kitchen, and Ryan is so genuinely thrilled for Summer. It, it, it is the sweetest moment. It makes me sad how the OC is a is a, is a it's a pretty good show, but it, it's constantly missing out on showing relationships between non dating characters. Because I wanted to get get like. I, I would love to see some um, uh, Ryan and Summer just, like, bonding as friends. I would love to see more of Seth and Marissa, because they're supposed to have been, like... Next-door no, neighbors for since, years. Since they were children. Like, I would have loved to see that, yeah. but it never did. But this one moment right here is such, like, a... So pure, so beautiful. He loves Summer yeah. as, like, a friend. Yeah, he's so excited for her. She's so excited for him. Anyway, it just made me think of what... Could have been. What we need is some classic Winston and Cece mess arounds, except <laughs> on the OC and without either of those characters. Yeah, some classic Ryan and Summer mess arounds. Here's the thing you have to realize about Ryan and Summer mess arounds, though. Someone's going to the hospital. Oh, things go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the... So many men have died. <laughs> Not on purpose. I feel like it's the idea where it's like, oh, well, it's just time for a Ryan and Summer mess around. Cut, and they're both saying out of a burning building, just like, <laughs> so maybe we just don't talk about this. Never speak of this again. Yeah, yeah, all right. 
But Seth comes down, and Summer's so excited. And Ryan's so excited. And Seth thinks about how Summer said that if she got him and he did it, she was not going to go to college. And uh, Seth does a lie. He does a lie. We get a quick scene here of Seth essentially just, like, trying to call in. It's a fun joke scene of him, like, calling and being like, hey, was there a mistake? Or maybe you could try again. Maybe I can appeal. Yeah. They tell him to reapply next year. Yeah. I don't know how to describe how this scene begins. <laughs> it's just sort of Sandy staring forlornly out of a window. <laughs> well, I wrote S- Sandy sad stares out a window. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he just sort of like, man, <laughs> am I dealing with some stuff? And then Kurt's like, hey, send your stuff to hell. <laughs> Our kids got into college. <laughs> like, it's such a weird moment for her to be like, I don't care what your sadness is right now. <laughs> Our kids are going to college. We're good parents. So, yeah, everyone, like, kind of celebrates a little bit of going to college. Everyone's excited. Seth is obviously not excited. Because every word that Kristen says about how proud she is of him is just a knife twisting in his tummy. I'm so proud you're going to Brown. I'm so proud that Brown is where you're going to. And you go to Brown with Summer, both of you, going to Brown. Because your acceptance letter said you were accepted that you could go to Brown. The Coens really did something right when we produced a son who was going to Brown. Who's definitely going to Brown. And not lying about going to Brown. 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 Hey, let's have a dinner tonight. Invite your girlfriends. We'll celebrate you going to Brown. Also, Sandy likes Berkeley. That... Never goes poorly whenever they're like, yeah, let's invite all the all the couples together. This dinner won't last three minutes. <laughs> oh, their family dinners used to be very good when Ryan was dating Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she was a part of their family. Because mm-hmm. he was dating his aunt. Yeah. Well, adopted aunt. Yeah. I feel like that's always adopted half aunt. I feel like that's always important to remind yourself that Ryan is not actually a Cohen. A Cohen. Ryan, have you also noticed that Ryan has become a grown man over this season? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It's been a long time since we watched the OC, and I was just like, oh my god, you're a grown man. You're a grown-ass man. Uh, we'll head over to the, uh, the Coop, uh, oh god, Cooper, Nichols, <laughs> Roberts. Roberts. So, Neil and Julie have a little talk, where essentially Neil's like, hey, Marissa's kind of a mess, huh? <laughs> yeah, I fished this out of the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she got into school. Also, she didn't come home last night. Julie, you need to mother your child. Julie, I am so aware of what's going on with Marissa. If, in case you don't remember, I am functionally retired right now. <laughs> maybe he just has a week off. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> he, come, he comes wandering in. Um, Jimmy Buffett playing in the background. He's got sandals on. He's just like, hey, you talk to your daughter. I can't. I'm going to Margaritaville. See you later, Julie. Which which means I'm going to drink a lot of margaritas and pass out in the pool. <laughs> if I drown, get Summer to save me. <laughs> she knows CPR. Although I guess Julie actually knows how to save people who drown in pools. No, she did not no, save him. No, she did not save him. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know exactly what she, she pulled him out, but I don't think she did anything after that. She might have done some CPR. I don't know. I mean, CPR doesn't really work. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, where is Marissa? She's at Voychuk's. She's ha- she she woke up in an abandoned slaughterhouse, and she uh, tries to sneak out before her paramour awakes. <laughs> the, the fact she didn't see his place and instantly go like, "No, hmm, I think I saw this in a Saw movie once." <laughs> no, she likes it. 
Why why does this smell like iron and sweat? This is my workout. I work I just I just <laughs> lift pig carcasses. I learned it from Rocky. It's a pretty pretty good workout, Marissa. You wanna try? <laughs> Marissa, lift that pig carcass. Come on, you wuss, you beta, lift the pig carcass. Oh my god. Okay, so speaking of Voychuk and the things he says. Yeah. We have been not very clear about what is coming up. There is a bonfire party. Right, yes. It is a college sweatshirt bonfire where all the students wear the sweatshirts at the colleges they're going to. Yeah. This seems like a horrible tradition. (laughs) It seems real bad for all the people who did not get into either their first choice or any college. But I guess that doesn't really happen at Harbor. Yeah. Especially saying how all these kids definitely only applied for one. (laughs) It's true. So Marissa invites Voychuk to come. And he informs her that her bonfire is gay. Well, this is this this is a jerk in two thousand and seven. Yep. Yep. I know. He said, and I like viscerally was like, "Ooh." Then you're like, "Oh no, that is the lingo of the time." <laughs> he also throws it in twice. He really has to just like. <laughs> and so when he says like, "Hey, maybe instead of going to that sweatshirt bonfire for one night, you had said go to Baja for the entire weekend. With me. And my boys. Also, are you sure you want to go to college? Which is like a weird <laughs> one-liner. Remember we had this one weird moment where Wojciech was like, maybe I do need her, like, not drag her down with me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. He... He, 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 he pushed he, through that concern. He brought her to his rancid abattoir and was like, yeah, now we are together, us, forever. <laughs> By making you lift a pig, we are now betrothed. So is the rules of Voychuk. How old is he? Yeah. <laughs> old enough to live in a warehouse. <laughs> but young enough to know better? I don't know. I don't know. Song goes. So, uh, uh, Seth is obviously hiding hiding from it's, Summer. Because it's Seth. Because it's Seth. So, Summer comes up to Ryan and is like, can you please give Seth this face mask? <laughs> he needs to protect his tender face. <laughs> In Providence. Ryan says that you can just give it to him you at, know, the what, at the dinner tonight. tonight. And Summer's like, there's a dinner tonight? And Ryan is not instantly suspicious, which is out of character for him. I mean, he's in this case, he's really got his own thing going he's on. He's very distracted. Uh, but, you know, she heads off. Uh, and, of course, Seth is right there because Ryan recognizes those pants. He's seen those pants before. Hiding just like that. Yeah. Uh, and But that sort of just goes down into, like, a Ryan and Seth. Catch up on what's happened so far this episode. They do like they do a bunch of Ryan and Seth catch up on what's happening in this episode. In case you miss some, yeah. don't worry, they'll talk about it. Right. And this is the part where they mentioned Sadie, and you were like, "That's her name." Sadie nailed it. So here's a thing: Ryan is excited about going to Berkeley, yes. but he's worried about what it will mean for him and Sadie because he hasn't really thought about that. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Everyone overreacts wildly, considering Sadie doesn't live here. Well, he he goes to Sadie's, and, and she's like, oh, you must be excited you got into Berkeley, because I told you, I'm psychic. Also, you didn't call me last night, so I know that <laughs> so means you got I, in. I figured it out. Um, and then they had this talk. See, this is, Sadie mentions, I'm not really into relationships that are on egg timers. And I'm like, not like a 90-day egg timer? Yeah, what are you planning on <laughs> doing in 90 days, what, Sadie? What do you mean? 
Because Ryan says, oh, well, I don't have to move to Berkeley until August. So we have all this time together until August. And she's like, egg timer. <laughs> yeah. And also, August is more than 90 days away. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then she... Then she, then she, like, then she goes and mentions, but I've been thinking, my business is very portable. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we've been we, watching the show. We know. And she's like, I guess I could do it in Berkeley. I'm like, yeah, we we, we know. know. <laughs> like, you, you don't seem as, as particularly stuck down to one place. Considering you keep trying to leave Newport. <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> we don't know where you're trying to go. So we don't know if Berkeley feels like it's out of your way. I just, I don't understand. I don't mean that physically. I mean that, like, mentally. Yeah, out of her path. I just, yeah. I don't understand why this is suddenly a thing <laughs> when literally the first scene of the episode, they were like, well, this relationship is ending in 90 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her being like, oh, you know, we can't avoid it. And then her being like, oh, you know, it'll be on an egg timer. I'm like, no, you just don't like when he has an egg timer. Yeah, you want to set all of the rules and requirements <laughs> for the relationship. And you don't like that someone else can as well. Anyway, so she's like, maybe I can move with you to Berkeley. And they're excited. Now it's time for the dinner. And Summer shows up for the dinner, LARPing as a brown student. <laughs> as we, as Summer is wont to do, she dresses the part. She looks adorable, by the way. <laughs> so we have this awkward triple date dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the main thing that happens at the dinner is that it, it is revealed... That Ryan and Sadie are moving to Berkeley together. And Kirsten <laughs> and Sandy get... Super iffy about it. Which is weird. Now, this is sort of spoiling about what will happen later. I thought maybe the path, was go, the path was going to go because we had Sadie mention this before of like, we want to make sure you focus on your studies and you're not like that. That doesn't really seem to be the... It almost seems like they just don't like Sadie. <laughs> it does really feel like the thing. <laughs> it really feels like they don't like her. So, And I'm starting to understand them. What is she? <laughs> what you, sort of what ethereal spirit is she? You know what? They probably don't like that she almost ran out of town <laughs> last week when she could have stayed for ninety more days. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just like, if anyone, so Summer kind of like is like, oh yeah, that is great. I'm like, true love. And I'm like, yeah. When we when we speak of like, you know. Moving someplace to be with, to be with someone is a very very big choice to make. Making it out of high school, like going to college, like like I'll move this one to college is a very very big thing to do. But if there's one person who's incredibly mobile, it is Sadie. And Sadie does not actually live in Newport. Yeah, like she's not giving anything up, really. I mean, unless if she is, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't seem like she's making any sacrifice at all. The way it's written is like she she was like, hmm, where will I go next? Oh, the next place I go could be Berkeley. Man, the way it's written, and we'll get to the way it's written, is also wild in its own way. Accurate. <laughs> but Sadie, feeling the energy, feeling these people are starting to suspect her wanderlust ways. They have realized that she is a genie of the road. <laughs> Rub the road and Jeannie pops out. Uh, <laughs> she 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 runs off. And Ryan's like, oh, yikers. Ooh, oh, oh, no. Uh, which sort of leads us into Seth and Summer's 
Uh, yeah, Seth drives Summer home, and Summer is going on about how beautiful the Ryan and Sadie thing is. And... You know, the, when you're living, when you move with someone, you, you, you're going to be together forever. It is super, like, teenage, like, yes, we're in a couple now, which means we'll be in a couple for the rest of our lives. I know. I'm 17. Tomorrow is forever. Uh, but Seth, knowing that he, he was not accepted into Brown, and he doesn't want her... Not, not to go, go is like I don't oh, think you need to go together. I mean, oh, maybe, I mean, I, I maybe 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 together forever isn't a thing. Maybe maybe we aren't also like maybe distance is good. Like she seems to take it as he's trying to be like, well, maybe we aren't forever. Which, I mean, he is, but <laughs> he is. not in the way that she thinks. Yeah. So Summer, being a teenager, runs off into the night because she, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant by this episode is so. Dealing with teenage emotions versus that other show we watch. And I'm not even mad at it. I'm no. like, yeah, you know what? This is really un- really unreasonable. You guys are being irrational. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, this this is good irrational <laughs> behavior because it's irrational teen behavior. It's realistic. Yeah, it's young it's young people full of hormones and love and think and thinking they know everything about the world. And addressing the issues we expect them to address. <sighs> the OC. Beautiful. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. What did you learn this week? This week, I learned about how much Berkeley costs. Okay. Because I was curious. All right. So I did a little research. Um, now, this, uh, did you look for I modern? got it in today's money. That's fine. Just so everyone knows, we are looking at... These stats are from approximately 2016. Okay. So it'll be about 10 years after. Yeah. Okay. So about 10 years after. Yeah. As a California resident... It's going to cost you about eleven thousand dollars a year. Okay. Plus about um, like three thousand other assorted fees, general yeah. fees, stuff like that. Yeah. So tuition, if you're a California resident, yeah. is about fourteen thousand dollars. Okay. Which is sixty three percent more expensive than average public four year tuition. Most universities will do about seven thousand dollars yeah. per year, but it's cheaper. Than most California universities. I was, I was going to say, like, considering what I was imagining, that is still cheaper yeah. than what I imagined. It was cheaper it would than be. I imagined too. Yeah. Now, if you're coming in from out of state, out of state, it can be like forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Okay. Which is not a thing in Canada. In Canada, it doesn't matter what province you live in; you can go to any university and you don't pay more. Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, I think this thing where like the like essentially they have it, it's it's like you get reduced. Mm-hmm. Like, you get breaks, essentially, for being local to try to convince people to stay to local, To stay local. I guess. Here's the rub, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On-campus room and board is provided by the school at a cost of $17,549 a year. Oh, so okay. So that's so, over $2,000 a month. <laughs> so that's, I mean, rent, yeah, yeah. And, and but, food. But I mean, but is that them living alone? <laughs> no, I'm sure they have a roommate. So like four, like, like, like the, the one room, let's imagine one roommate because this is what you always see in those shows. Yeah. So that's two people paying essentially almost $5,000 for a dorm room. That they share. <laughs> that they share. With shared bathrooms. Yeah. And I mean, that does include the food. I guess, yeah. And then it says students electing to live off campus elsewhere in Berkeley should budget at least this amount. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah. get. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you if you include in like the food, the thing is, it's hard without knowing exactly what the thing is. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yep, yep. So, um, living on campus, you should budget about four thousand dollars in additional living expenses. Yeah, and very similar if you're going to be living off campus. Books and supplies are usually around nine hundred dollars a year. Oh, man, school's expensive. School's expensive. Yeah, not as expensive. Not as expensive as I thought, but, but still, still pretty expensive. Still expensive. It's one weird thing where, like, I thought it was so much worse, and it still sucks. But like, for essentially, essentially having to pay for all that stuff. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to get out of this. I Interesting. Was, I was just curious because yeah. I was like, how big? Like, Ryan is not paying for university. No. So how big of a gift? Yeah. Is this? A big gift. This yeah. is a big gift. I mean, yeah. The Coens love him. Further education. So uh, let's pick back up with Marissa. Who has never unpacked, so she lives in a room of boxes. Yeah. And it confused me because I was like, <laughs> is she moving out? Like, is she packing? She's, she's packing clothes in. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she... I, guess, I think she was planning on going out. Well, I think she was packing an overnight bag to go with Voychuk. Right, right. Well, because she realized that he has no dressers or drawers. <laughs> he, he has the clean pile... And the dirty pile. And sometimes they get mixed up. What can you do? <laughs> so that's what happens when they're only separated by uh, possum. <laughs> no, no, no. The clean clothes is to the left of the possum, and the dirty clothes is to the right of the possum. Marissa, <laughs> how hard of a system is this for you to remember? I wrote it on the possum. <laughs> oh, the possum flipped over. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> oh, the possum's alive. <laughs> is he a pet now? I don't know. There's a possum there, though. <laughs> mm. uh, but Julie comes in. And sort of was, like, talking to her about, like, hey, you got into Berkeley. This is very good. Marissa, don't self-sabotage. Marissa's like, but I just, I can't picture myself at Berkeley. And at this point, I'm like, Marissa, you somehow keep failing forward into amazing successes. Like, stop, stop, look, stop tripping. Don't trip into gold and then be like, oh, but I don't even want this gold. I already have enough gold. <laughs> And I kind of hurt my knee. Oh, the gold hurts, Mom. What's this, a lottery ticket? Oh, I don't... Why would I want... I would have to go to a store to put this lottery ticket in. This is so inconvenient. She has, she has missed so much school and apparently has done, like... It's a it's astounding that she got... In, that she got into Berkeley. She got into Berkeley because that glass guy was like, Hey, you're pretty cool and sitting next to him. And I like him, so you can come too. Like... Ugh. Nonsense. Uh, I guess we go from Marissa to another... Ryan and Seth catch him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although Ryan does look at Seth and be like, you've been really twitchy <laughs> lately. You lying about Ber- about Brown? <laughs> I've been really focused on the Sadie thing. You know, that's kind of like in a, in a settled place. You're lying about Brown, ain't you? And S- Seth is like, I can't destroy Summer's dreams. But Ryan makes a very succinct point, which is like, well, maybe you should let her decide how she wants to do with her dreams. Yeah. 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 So, so don't, don't make the choice for her. Let her make the choice, no matter how dumb the choice may be. Summer is a fully realized woman. She does what she does. Yeah. Also, you could move to Brown. Yeah. <laughs> you could move to Providence and then try next year. You could work for a year. You could start at Rhodes Island Community College, get some of your electives out of the way. Man, I cannot get into the whole, like, um, American college mythos yet. 
Yep, we'll talk about this because it, it my becomes, brain. It becomes a thing. Well, now that uh, Seth has some things to think about, we need to head down to Ryan and Sadie for what will become the end of this episode. It's just Ryan and Sadie, like, mentally drifting past each other. So they're at the diner, and they're talking, and he's like, please, come to the bonfire. And she's like, but won't I be in your way at the bonfire? And he's like, what? People find themselves in college, and I don't want to get in the way of you finding yourself. And Ryan's like, I think I found what? myself when I moved to Newport. <laughs> what? <laughs> Figured I had hopes and dreams. I, Ryan should have been like, I never expected to go to college at all. Yeah, so... So... <laughs> I have no expectations. I don't know what college is going to be like, Sadie. I've never done it before. Yeah. And that, and I d- does this end with them figuring anything out? Because I feel like there's a lot of like flip flopping on. Um, I think they're still pretty on board. Yeah, I think this is her. She kind of pulls out, and then he goes, "No." That's right. He talks don't. her around. Talks her around. He uses it. his words, which never happens. <laughs> no, he stands up and punches out a, a, a server. <laughs> He's like, see, I want you. Look at that. <laughs> He's like, I understand the death behind your punch. <sighs> Taylor Townstead goes to her favorite Korean restaurant to get the food for the bonfire. Because, sure, Korean food is bonfire food. And in a scene that I do not know why exists, but it's absolutely wild. Taylor decides she is the best one to give Summer dating advice. <laughs> she explains to Summer... That men are like a the silverback gorilla in the Ugandan highlands, where the gorilla thinks it wants to be in the highlands, but it's better for the gorilla to be in a zoo with a regular feeding schedule. There's a whole lot going on in there that I have no idea what to do with. <laughs> and Summer also has no idea what to do with. And also the Korean guy who we've met before, yeah. you know, her friend that she speaks to in Korean, yeah. just like stands there and smiles at them throughout the scene. <laughs> He's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I love Taylor. All right. Well, it's Sandy's time to do some very odd, da- like what? passive aggressive dadding <laughs> to Ryan. Yeah, it's a gamble and it's not a Sandy type <laughs> gamble, but he brings him his old Berkeley sweatshirt and Kirsten also sent her old Berkeley sweatshirt that she could, um, that Sadie could wear. Yeah. Um, and then Sandy explains that Ryan has to think about money because if he goes to university, they'll pay his room and board. But if he goes to Sadie, they can't live on a campus, so... But then he also is like, well, I mean, we'll pay your your side of things. But you're going to have to get a job so that... Sadie, who has a business, who, no, who can work. Yeah. Like, I don't... You're both going to need jobs. And I don't think that's necessarily true, considering how we just learned if they're going to essentially pay for his side of things. Because he says, like, oh, we'll pay for your side of things, but... Like, or, or, or is he saying that, like, and if you move in with Sadie, you get nothing? Yeah, I can't tell if he's threatening to cut Ryan off or not. <laughs> because he does say, we'll pay for your side of things, but I'll say, it's like he doesn't even know what he's saying in this. And Ryan's like, please don't pay for my living expenses. Like, I, you don't need to do that. 
I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll just work at a construction job, as I always do. Every summer. I mean, he has four months during the summer, too. And this is what makes me think that Sadie must have lived at home before. Because if she if she lived out on her own, then Ryan would be like, I mean, she's lived on her own. Yeah, she, she <laughs> knows how to pay I mean, rent. She and... has been living on her own, but she hasn't really been paying rent there. She's been living in her aunt's house and sold it i mean she sold a house yeah. <laughs> look she's sadie, gonna be fine she's amazingly capable like i'm not concerned that if sadie wants to move to berkeley with ryan that she will not be able to handle herself has sandy just forgotten what it's like to be young i don't know he does this weird thing where he's like oh, let me tell you a story when i was driving out to berkeley i had to stop somewhere and boy was that place scary <laughs> it's like what? Do you think I'm in bring Sadie to Berkeley because I'm scared? <laughs> like, and Sadie just goes, hmm? <laughs> the way Sadie leaves the scene is like he doesn't even know what he was trying to do. <laughs> He's just like, uh, are you saying I'm scared? He's like, I don't know what I'm saying. Ryan, Ryan, I don't know why I said anything. Ryan, I hung out with Neil Roberts today and I went on a long trip to Margaritaville. <laughs> Which means we drank margaritas <laughs> in his pool. In his pool. <laughs> uh, a very quick scene here where Marissa decides to cancel on Voychuk. And he's very sad. <laughs> get a long extended scene of him sitting in that place. Petting his opossum. And just pouting, just like, my God, she didn't want to <laughs> she didn't want to go with me and the boys to Baja. <laughs> I love what? that girl so much. I love that girl so much. Why didn't want she want to go with me and a bunch of surfer bros to Baja? <laughs> what, what kind of person would not want that? And, you know, canonically, Marissa hates surfing. She thinks it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. You should have said, we're going to go do coke in Baja. He just said they're going to smoke um, pot, but... Uh, it's not the same as coke. No, she, she, she's a coke girl now. And she hates surfing. Well, let's uh, check back in with Ryan and Sadie. Sadie has great news. Some man who sells her jewelry. She Now, she says, the person who sells my jewelry in Berkeley, which tells me she has a distributor in Berkeley. <laughs> which <laughs> like, means it's a great place for her to live. <laughs> which, which means that, she, that her, her business actually has people who distribute her jewelry. She doesn't just go from market to market selling it. People sell it for her. She has a full business. And As an 18-year-old, this is very impressive. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot more impressive than Veronica's weird thing with a secret speakeasy. But it's... It's... Like, she she has herself so settled down. Like In California. Like, she can, she can obviously work from a distance. Because she used to live up in, like... Portland? Port, yeah, th that area, Something. I think. Um, and, but she already had a distributor in Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is... This is Perfect. Like, oh, and also, he owns an artist co-op that we can live in. Oh, and she does say, I can live there. And she's like, oh, well, you can live there, too. Yeah. Which means she, she wasn't was not... even necessarily planning on moving in with Ryan, yeah. which means he can still live on campus. Still, yeah, it's funny the study did not even suspect the fact that they might also just not live together. Like, it, th th that's not insane for me to think that two people who just started dating but maybe want to see if it's something they'll be a little bit more move to a especially when one is so mobile mm -hmm. just be like yeah i'll go live up in berkeley for a little bit you go to college and maybe things will we'll try it out try it out we don't have to move in together we don't have to be insane so 
<laughs> Ryan, because he was going to tell her his news, is like, uh, my parents are fine with it. <laughs> Let's go to the party. I, I want her to respond with, so? That was your news? <laughs> okay. Um, she does mention that, wouldn't it be weird that if I'm not wearing a sweater, because Ryan did not bring the sweater for her. No, he no, didn't. No, he planned this would be his moment to be like, maybe we are rushing things. And then he was like, oh, wait, you're not going to live with me? Cool. <laughs> <sighs> so Seth goes to Summer's house to talk to her. She is not there. I have a question, Aaron. Is it how did he get into her house? It is how did he get into her house. Julie let him in. <laughs> so instead of having the step monster let people in, now Julie's just like, yeah, whatever, get in there. <laughs> oh, Seth, all right. Julie will not pass that information on either. No, absolutely no. not. Because after Seth goes into the room and sees her... Like vision board. I called it a college collage. <laughs> I think it's a vision board. Yeah. This is summer. It's it's like photos of like a big college life sign and her and um, Seth and like things like that. Yeah. He just leaves and then, and then Summer is in her room just like, where is Seth? Hmm. She's like, oh yeah, I helped Taylor get the bonfire going. Taylor is great with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, the more we learn about Taylor Townsend. Ah, <laughs> oh, so wonderful. Anyway, she and Marissa actually talk. She confides what's going on with Seth. Marissa's like, Summer, I don't know. I don't know how to be Marissa. And so this is the point where I really dive back to try to remember what is Marissa's thing. And I'm like, oh, it was Johnny's death. Then I realize, no, it was that Ryan broke up with her. No, it was that she didn't want to leave her poor school. Was that it? Is that is that all the way back to what it was? Is she still just broken from shooting Trey? I I mean that might be it, but like the last thing I remember was was remember after after Johnny died, there was a thing where like um, Summer uh, Ryan had just like met Sadie, and her and Ryan were pretty much already broken up, and she's like sitting in her house, and Ryan gives her the call, and and she's sort of like I know, I know, and then she's really sad and goes to Voychuk on the sad. Beach. Because mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Boychuk started stalking her. Yeah. Like, I guess it's a lot of things, but she she is constantly shoving away anything that could help her. So really, Marissa's just sad because she's had a really bad year. Yeah. And she's not dealing with her sadness. Yep. And, is, and, is, and despite her bad year where she has not gone to school for a... She, has, she hasn't gone to that school for a long time. <laughs> she's been half the year at the other school. Then she came back to school, and now she's not going to classes anymore and still got into Berkeley. She's skipped school a lot over the past three years. It's more insane that she's getting into Berkeley. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> so anyway, they bond. It's cute. Um, Summer's like, you have to come to the party. And Marissa's like, but how? And Summer's like, dude, I bought you a Berkeley sweatshirt when you applied. I figure, I figure that if you also did it, Megan, I could give it to you as a funny, ironic joke. <laughs> like, when, like when Ryan's brother, who you shot, gave him that, that watch he that stole. That he was accused of stealing. <laughs> stealing. It's a funny joke we get between us. You didn't get into Berkeley. <laughs> right. uh, let's, let's do a check-in with two people who've just once again been drifting past because of this episode. That's Neil and Julie. Julie says, or Neil walks up to her, Julie being like, hey, I have another margarita party. <laughs> and Julie's like, I just woke up from being from being passed out in the pool for the for the past 12 hours. What happened? And Julie's like, oh, my God, Neil, stop <laughs> nagging me. 
I cannot have you watching me be a mother and tell me that I suck at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with this testing. I haven't failed. And Neil's like, whoa, I'm sorry. You feel like you're being tested after I told you you're on you're a trial. Julie, I forgot you were married to Caleb and Caleb did tell you you were a garbage mother all the time. <laughs> I forgot. You're good. Look, there's your daughter going to a party wearing a sweatshirt. Look, everything is fine. I don't know why they took that path. I don't know how this building's laid out. It's very confusing. Let's head to the bonfire. Everyone's wearing their sweatshirts. Ooh, yay. Uh, Taylor wants a photo of all her friends, which she does by shoving Sadie aside. And she does not want to be in the photo. She just wants a picture of the core four. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then after she does that, she <laughs> hooks Sadie's arm and then takes her off, explaining <laughs> to her how much she is friends with them. She's second tier core four. Yeah, it's like, oh, I used to be their <laughs> their enemy, but now I'm their friends. I'm, I'm pretty much just the outer circle of the core circle. I'm a supporting character. I'm reoccurring at the very least. <laughs> but one day I could be a main character, Sadie. One day. <laughs> Uh, that that essentially is a reason to leave Ryan and Marissa to have some sort of, like, weird, awkward talk. Which essentially Ryan being like, so, uh, you've been pretty sad lately, huh? <laughs> you, you're still sad? And Marissa's like, I can't. And Ryan's like, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't know what my dreams are, Ryan. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, if you ever want to talk, you can talk to me. Except for right now. Don't talk to me right now. I do feel like we need to mention the thing where, like, Taylor's talking to, um, uh, I want to say something like, like Sun Woo or Sun, Sun, Sun the, the guy from the Korean the guy restaurant. The Korean restaurant, um, who I guess she invited there. Who is also wearing a college sweatshirt. He does look about that age. But Sadie Spence is mostly looking over at just, like, other kids in college sweatshirts. And she's very upset that they're all wearing college sweatshirts. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up this storyline because we only have one more scene of it. I guess we have nearly one more after it. Yeah. All right, it's it's Sadie. And he goes, not Sadie. Oh, God, Sadie and Sandy. I hate these <laughs> names. It's Sandy. He goes to meet Dr. Griffin. Thank you. <laughs> and Dr. Griffin says he won't quit. And he had nothing to do with that boy getting beaten up. And Sandy's like, you clearly did. I'm going to go tell the DA. Uh, but, then, but then he... <laughs> He says, what about, would 700 million change your mind? Not money given to you, but a revitalization project. I can get you the contract. And Sandy's like, oh my god. <laughs> Why are you bribing me? Well, and, and also he's bribing him with like... like more work. Well, he's, he's bribing him with more work, but also he's like, the entire area is going to be revitalized. It's like, so bribing Sandy with good... Will projects. <laughs> it's like this is so confusing. It's like, oh, hey, if if you don't turn me in, I'll donate fifty million dollars to the charity of your choice. And he's like, what? <laughs> I mean, this man knows Sandy. It's like, <laughs> don't bribe me with altruism because <laughs> it's because it's not altruism. But it would help so many people. But no, my ugh. Ugh, my my conscience. <laughs> How does this work? Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, as Sandy's being bribed with goodwill. Matt shows up at Sandy and Kirsten's house because he has a proposal? Yeah, I don't know where this is going to go, but he, he he shows up so that Kirsten can see his beaten up face. And then he makes some vague statements about how he knows who beat him. And Sandy needs to get out of this mess that Ryan insisted, that Matt insisted that he be a part of. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. Matt was the one who was like, oh, no, we have to wine and dine. Yeah, yeah. It's Kristen's distressed. Yeah, but I mean, but that was before um, he was, he he got together with Maya, and then she broke up with him because because Sandy, Sandy very politely offered, asked if she could help him with a, a deal. Then she broke up with Matt, and then she was... And then she went back to New York and apparently was sad enough that Dr. Griffin decided he wants to destroy that boy. This is the dumbest storyline on the show. Let's wrap up some of these people's stuff. Well, Summer and Seth sit at the bonfire and Summer starts to say, Seth, you can't just keep freaking out all the time. We can't get through college if you're going to keep freaking out all the time. And Seth says, that's right. I have decided not to go to Brown. He starts white-fanging her. <laughs> no, I don't want you. Get out of here. You go. Pursue your dreams, Summer. <laughs> go, you wolf. I mean, Summer. <laughs> Get out. I don't like you. Uh, which is peak, Seth. Um, but, Accurate. But I do want to take this moment to uh, put in a feature of, hey, what are those people doing in the background? Uh, which is <laughs> in the background of this scene, there are two extras. Two sets of couples just sort of, like, hugging each other and rubbing each other's backs and slightly swaying about three three meters apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what they're doing. But they like <laughs> There's it. There's no music playing. <laughs> they're just sort of very close to each other. Maybe they're polyamorous. That's fine. You're just... <laughs> That's how they celebrate getting into college. Ah, yes. Let us let us hold each other tight and slowly rub each other's backs. <laughs> we did it, Clara. Success. Here's to our future. <laughs> and our red hot relationship. So much passion. Ah, do you know who I guess wants passion or doesn't want passion? I don't know what she wants anymore. Sadie has spent too long looking at teens wearing college sweatshirts. <laughs> and I'm presuming Ryan was going around being like, hey, Taylor, do you see where Sadie went? Where's Sadie? There's no way that Ryan has not spent, ever since he stopped talking to Marissa, trying to find Sadie. Oh, absolutely. She's his only friend. Because she wandered off to sit on a... Because she knows when you're sad, you sit at a um, lifeguard stand. So she went off and found one. Yeah. And so Sadie's like, I can't go to Brookie with you. Ryan, don't understand. We're in two different worlds. And <laughs> Ryan's like, what? Two different lives. Ryan, this is what it's going to be like all year. Like, what? 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 <laughs> like, you know Ryan. You know he's not going to parties. Well, no, even at that party, you the person you met was Taylor, who was super... Like, so nice to you. So nice. excited to meet you. And like, yeah. Okay, she yeah, she was flirting with the Korean restaurant guy in Korean. <laughs> but... Like, if people weren't mean to you, you were just like, ah, oh, yes, college. And then she says the line, the line that I <laughs> lost my mind at, which is, like, you should experience, like, college the way you should experience college. And I'm like, what? what? does this mean? And the only thing is, like, you, you need to be single when you go to college, Ryan, wild and free, just waving your dick all over the place. So what I'm going to say is I went to college... And my first year of college, I had a boyfriend who lived in a different city, different province, and that was fine. I still had fun. And then once we split up and I started dating someone else, my boyfriend was not in co Okay, well, he was. He was a grad student. Yeah. But, like, he was not in college with me <laughs> doing, I don't know, dorm room things. You can still have a college experience. Well, 
And the thing is, like, this is this is what I want. Why we got to do it? Like, I the, it's the it's the idea, and we've talked about it a few times with the OC of this like college ideal, which is the like college is an experience, and that's why Seth like oh you have to go next year is such a huge thing because like oh my god. He has to take a year off? Well, then he's going to be too old for college. What a weirdo. What he's a... going to be that weird 19-year-old who goes to college. And and that is a very, very American mindset. Like, college is an experience. It's another, like, you have to go to college, and college is a time for you to let loose and party and be, and, you know. It's like a coming-of-age there's, ritual. There, there's the, I've never seen this like this other thing come up, and I, I at least if that one, I feel like that person is treated like, a jerk, which is like, I gotta break up my, with my girl before I go to college because, you know, in college, you that's when you, you have all your other sex times. And that's in a very, like, I feel like a very American idea of college when I feel like Canadian ideas of university is very much like, no, university is a place you go to learn. A place you go, a place, it's a means to an end. Well, and also it is a place that changes who you are as a person. You get to learn more about yourself and you can have coming of age experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not like this very set concept of like, this is what college is. It must be done at this time. It must be this thing done at this time. And these are the college age kids. I went to, I went to university with people from the age of, 18 up to like 30 yeah i mean and, and probably even like older than that there's there's a, there's a sort of a joke i always have but there's all there's always the one old like person in class who's like 50 or something <laughs> it's true but yeah good for them as well yeah exactly <laughs> we it's not a joke in the sense that like haha this person has school it's a joke because there's always one <laughs> <laughs> and only one and there's always only one well, I mean, my theater program, there were 12 of us in our graduating class, 11 were women, and yeah, most of us were like pretty much all the same age. Yeah. But, you know, we had a couple girls who were a couple years older than us. We had someone who switched degrees. We had the one old person who was not old, but she was like 38. Yeah. So Sadie having this weird, like, well, no, Ron, no, Ron, I have to get out of your way. You have to live your college life, and I have to not be with you, even though we seem to like each other. And Sadie's never been to college, so she doesn't know what it's going to be like. I mean, it seems like she essentially watched a lot of Animal House and is like, yes, this is what you need. And this is what Harbor's like. Is it what Berkeley's going to be like? Probably not. Um, So now she has to go home and pack (laughs) because she's leaving tomorrow. Once again, Sadie has been like, well, now that we are done, I have to leave right now. I will walk home. And Ryan's like, I can drive you so we can talk. And she's like, no. He said last time they spoke, which was between two to three days earlier, was like in 90 days, the the, the house is out of escrow. No, I got to leave tomorrow now. Oh, Sadie, I really liked you. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. you Why did the, you become this? You were the chosen one. <sighs> it it is one of the more disappointing breakups the show has had is this person being like, No, I have to get out of your free spirit college way. She knows Ryan. <laughs> like apparently she doesn't. Apparently not. Well, let's head back to the uh, Cohen household where Kirsten sits in the dim light. And she waits for Sandy to come in. He's like, Oh, why are you sitting in the darkness? There's so many lamps on. Anyway, she says like, you have to stop whatever you're doing. I don't know what it is, but Matt told me you need to stop it. And Sandy's like, 
I am trying so hard to stop it, Kirsten. <laughs> I mean, we never saw the outcome of that meeting with... Uh, maybe he took the... Maybe. I mean, the last thing he said is like, you can't bribe me, and then cut forward to this. But and then Kirsten does something truly weird. She leaves the house. <laughs> she gets up and walks out the front she's door. She's wearing like a like a pantsuit. Like, she's going somewhere, and I don't know where <laughs> she's going. And it, I don't think the implication was to be like, oh my god, she just left him. No, I no. think she's going somewhere, but I don't know where. But I mean, it's good punctuation points, uh, which led, leads us into the finale with the children. Which is a sad montage of Summer ripping up her vision board and crying, and yep. then Marissa comforts her. Yeah, they, they, they spoon and cry. And then Ryan and Seth, together but separately, they, stare at the sky. They don't spoon and cry, which I personally think is a, is a, is a, is a lost moment. It's a real missed opportunity. I really, wa- I really wanted Seth to just come in and lie behind Ryan. As he sobs. As they both cry their separate tears. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic thought it was going away to college with its high school sweetheart, only to find out that it was going to a different college, alone, with only drama to keep its bed warm? This metaphor got away from me. I was really wondering where he'd wrap it up with. It was actually, no, you know what? I like that one. (laughs) Turns out it's it's staying home with drama. (laughs) Because it didn't apply for secondary school. Really messed up. Really messed up. Really messed up. Um, my CW moment. I feel like they're actually, it like, this, it's, we're back in the OC. The moments aren't going to be as crazy big things. Um, but there are actually a strange, strange few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my CW moment, something that's utterly illogical, is Matt showing up to talk to <laughs> Sandy about a proposal. It's been, I mean, I guess he spent three or f- two or three days just licking his wounds cleaning up his house but like what is this proposal he doesn't work for sandy yeah, anymore so yeah. he fired a boy i mean i'm hoping the proposal end up being something to like like let's team up to take down dr griffin but then why did he use that opportunity to throw sandy under the bus to s- yeah to, to say something very vague to like almost cryptic. to almost imply that sandy was the one who beat him up yeah yeah, it was a very strange scene from Matt. Strange strange appearance from old Matt Ramsey. But I would like to give an honorary mention to the fact that uh, Taylor Townstead is totally sleeping with the Korean restaurant guy. Yeah. None of that stuff adds anything to the TV show at all other than pure delight. Yeah, and you know what? They deserve each other. Yep. Yeah. He, he seems like a sweet boy. Yep. Grown man, who knows? He's definitely a boy. He's, I think he actually goes to their school. <laughs> I think he does. I love that they just talk in Korean. Yeah, yeah. She she learns it because she says she knows all the helps. Like it's like weirdly racist, but also she does know the language. Well, I think she learned it so that she could sexy talk to him without anyone knowing what she was saying. Perfect. <laughs> Kevin, what's your CW moment? My CW moment is very special because it's a retroactive CW moment. Yes, I'm giving a retroactive CW moment to when Neil said this engagement is a trial (laughs) (laughs) and then took it back immediately this next episode just for the reason it has the because it was it was like like really near the end of that episode thing. It was like, oh, this is where we're going to pick up on this storyline next episode. It had the very same energy as Cheryl saying I killed Jason (laughs) in that one episode and then then me the next one going. 
Not in that way. Like, it'd be like Neil being like, this engagement is a trial. Not in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he forgot that Julie is sometimes crazy. So, yeah, I'm going to give it for that, because the only reason he said that... Was so this could was happen. Was so this, he could have this moment here where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you feel like you're under a test when I effectively said you're under a test. Oh, babe. Oh, Neil. <laughs> Neil, you got to work on, like, words. I know you're drunk on margaritas and hamburgers, but... But, Neil, you got to think through your words before you say them. <laughs> oh, man, but hey, we're back in the O.C., and we are going to push through. We are going to finish this OC season yes, before I, Riverdale comes back. Yes, I think we have we have four weeks of Riverdale off, but we have five episodes of the OC, which means you will get a special double episode. Just one day, we're just going to drop an episode. Yep. No warning. Yep. Ba-bam! We'll probably, probably, we'll probably do is we'll probably do like beginning of the week and end of the week. Yeah, it'll be like a Friday or something. Yeah. Uh, or maybe a, maybe a Thursday. Maybe some, some way to cut the week in half. We don't know yet, uh, but there will be... A double. You, there will at be a one double point. update so we can finish off season three, get right back into Riverdale. Not have to think about what, what, this, what's these going kids on have in, been up to. What's going on in OC because there's a lot I forgot. There's there there is a lot. There's a lot. It's it's it, because they these people's emotions actually do track from episode to episode. We can't forget things. <laughs> we can't forget things. Thank goodness though the DVD includes the last week on stuff. That's very helpful. Yes, very yes. helpful. Oh well. If you think this was very helpful for your enjoyment of the OC, uh, make sure you give us a rating, a view, subscription on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, wherever you find us. Or just tell us on the social media. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, or you can email us at podcastmoa at gmail.com. And I believe uh, you just made an appearance on another podcast. Yes, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, this week's two episodes. Of the Just Joshin podcast, you can hear me and Claire, who uh, we've spoken about numerous times yeah. on this pod, yeah. uh, just chatting with Josh about how cool we are. Yeah, and at this point, I think we've all made our rounds on, the, on that podcast, so... Yeah, everyone from the MOA Extended Universe yep. <laughs> has been on Just Joshin. Yep, he's made the full rounds. Uh, but yeah, you should check that out. It's, great. It's, a, it's a great chat if you want to hear Erin talk more about herself and... <laughs> and my friend. Yeah, other than other than just us going wild on TV sh- on uh, teen drama TV shows. Sometimes I can be smart, and you will hear it. Will Summer go to Brown without Seth? Did Sandy take the bribe? Is that possum alive? Well, answers all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. <laughs>